Yeah, so, all right, we just got a call from, like, Josh, right? Yeah. Dude, he just asked you the same question earlier, but I think a lot of people are curious about this. Uh, what should they be doing with their inventory right now? Like, if you had, you know, something that you think is going to go up in, in December, but, like, you don't have a lot of liquidity, so you don't want to price super high. What do you think that should be the, the process that they're kind of going through to uh, maximize profits? And if you are tapped on spend 100%, list the stuff now at a high price and see if you sell through at it versus not listing it and waiting. And maybe you could recycle that money again and resell it, the product, rather than just holding and waiting. So sell through with velocity, but only at the price that you're willing to take the profits at. Is what you're saying? Yes, because there's no reason. You might be able to flip that money again versus waiting to hold that higher price. Maybe the price tanks, or you just, or you just don't flip the money. Exactly, exactly. I think that's a good point. I mean, you got to maximize velocity. You have to turn over because you need that money back to pay down your, your credit card debt. But in the same respect, you don't want to miss out on that, that Q4 pump where you're getting the most bang for your buck on every single product. So... Yeah, like, like Steven said, I would price, and this is what I have done, I would price um, close to, if not at where I want to sell in December, and if you make sales, you make sales, if you don't, then you're going to you're gonna squeeze the bag come December, come prime Q4 season. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the best time of the year, anything you throw money at, it occurs. You're, so I heard rumors, murmurs, that you're trying out new repricers, seeing which one you like the best, um, are you going to put out anything that kind of like talks about your repricers and whatnot, how you're kind of executing and evaluating yeah so i've been upset with b core recently i feel like they're not up in the price like they're just trying to sell through especially even on ai equalizers what i always use with only uh min and max price in there and i just don't see them fighting for to get that higher buy box they're really they're just not pushing it and i see like the guys using uh go aura or seller snap and they're just fighting to get that like $38, $39 buy box, and mine will just sit there at $35 and just chill. Like, and I'm trying Aura. I just started today. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'll update you. So, I mean, you're talking about, you know, Be Cool's not really going, going in and uh, getting the buy box. What kind of stuff is, like, the deciding factor when you're asking Be Cool to go get the, the, the buy box? Like, what kind of reprices are you comparing it to? Just... Be, uh, go Aura, have you used Seller Snap at all? I'm you know? just using Go Aura right now. Yeah. I mean, if I'm not happy with it, I'll obviously switch it. I've heard great things about Go Aura, uh -huh. especially with the AI and everything. And I believe it's $250 a month instead of $500. Yeah. I like that price point a lot better. Um, That's compared to Seller Snap. Yeah, compared to Seller yeah. Snap. I mean, and it's $150 more than Be Cool, but if it makes me an extra $1,000 a month minimal, yeah. then I'm, that investment makes it worth it. It's almost like that trade-off, right? So, you know, you're getting the middle of the pack kind of kind of repricer, so that way you can beat out the guys using Be Cool, which is majority of the Amazon community, yeah. I feel like, and you can maximize your velocity and profits as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm on Seller Snap right now, and I got the uh, six-month, $250, $250 uh, monthly fee, or monthly, uh, Wait, what's it called, 250? price. So when I first got Seller Snap, it was when I just started. I never even used Be Cool or any other AI repricer. I literally just started with Seller Snap and ran through it. Um, shoulders back. What? So go like this: up, back, and down. Now, do this with your shoulders: up, back, and down, and like lock them in place. But like, stand tall. You want a big chest. Oh yeah. Now do it. 
Fucking hell. Oh, I didn't drop these down a little bit. Yeah. Oh, let me drop these hoes down. Let's see if we got the... the way up. Let's see if we got the... Th um, hypothetical. It is December, and you've sold through a lot of your inventory, and you just got your payout from Amazon. What's your next move? So I'm in an interesting situation because I have investors. So yeah. with that, I need to make sure their money's safe and back on time. Uh -huh. That's a big thing because I have to take care of my investors and people that give me money because when I want money again, next few four and whatever, I want to make sure they're happy to give me money. Maybe they'll give me more money because I did so well this time. Yeah. So it's really paying them back. Um, but, like, it's just reinvesting. Like, and it's reinvesting. Like, you get it back. You might not be doing OA, but you're doing all right. You're sending people out to go get shit for you. You're sending them to mm -hmm. Walmart, Target, like all these different stores to run and get something. Like I'll have probably a team of people going around and picking stuff up versus like someone that does not have a team. Yeah. They're not able to still scale, but we could, it still makes money. So then, I mean, you're looking at it through your perspective, but I feel like a lot of new sellers are asking this question because the older sellers that have been around the block once or twice, they know what, what the, move, the right moves to make. And they're probably in the same boat as you, but they're, they're kind of like at the same knowledge level. So let's just say this is this is your first Q4, right? And you have 30K on your plum as your spend limit, and you just got your payout for 25K from Amazon on December 6th. What's your next move? What's your next three steps? Well, the wonderful thing when you have friends is business. Because what I can do is I get my spend back, I can call Cat up to yo Cat, what are you buying? Like, what are we buying right now? Yeah. And this morning. there's 10K spent right there. Like, yeah. we're, I'll spend a couple thousand dollars uh, leave you both found or we were both ripping today. Like, yeah. um, and like, that's a power of having friends in this business. That like, I don't really have to source that, or I'm in groups. Like, I, I contribute to people. I can post to my story, hey, what's a bolo right now? I, someone would send me something, but like, I've built that in the reputation in the industry too, that people know me and they trust me. Now, oh, so yeah. I've never tried it, but I am going to try this Q4. I'm going to ask about December 2nd. What's the bolo? Oh, yeah, and I'll have it for you. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's going to have one, I'll have it. I mean, I think that that's probably a really, that's definitely one of the first steps that you want to think about. But from a technical standpoint, um, if I had 25K payout, 30K left balance on my card, I'm going to take the 25K, put it towards my plumb. Roll the yep. 5K over, I'll still probably increase my plumb limit. Yeah, absolutely, because it's over half the threshold. Exactly. And then I'll probably leverage, I'll leverage the network that I've created, like you've created. You call and, me, uh, you know you can, exactly. you, got, you, got, you, you call me. Yep. You know you can spend some serious dough. Like, oh, yeah. And I mean, that's the whole point you of you leveraging send me a the shit network. tongue, too. We uh -huh. give it back and forth every day. It's I, a give and take. And if he's at, like, work or some shit, like, I am not stop calling him. You have to <laughs> Nick, yeah. like, I, I know you call Nick at work too, and he has. He run, I remember. Oh, dude, I do Nick, not care. And he ran out to his car, and he's and on his laptop in his car, sending us a selfie. Like, bro, I just took a break from work, and I'm in my car ordering. Bro, pizza. I'm like, I'll call these guys up, and they'll be. I'm on a work call. I say, I'll say, I don't give a fuck. Pick up, pick up. They'll only give the ball usually if you pick up the phone too. Like, I'm not pick, like if you. I'm not gonna text it usually if it's yeah. really good. You have to pick the phone. Yeah, up. yeah. That that, well, that opportunity is done and gone. I'm not good to answer my phone because I like to lock in and. I put well, my you phone on do not you miss that call for me. But I, I, I do check it every once in a while, and I'm like, oh, shit, Steven called me. I got I to gotta call him back. So 
Hopefully he's not yeah. bullshitting too. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, I mean we were freaking. Well, we were on the phone for like an hour and a half, just like bullshitting and then buying. Oh, like Chad Scaling at the same time. Yo, I got an order through. Yo, I got an order through. Yeah. Like, I mean Black Friday alone. I the, the night of we what we Thursday night we went over to uh, Kenna's house. We all hung out for a little bit. Kenna's my girlfriend. Um, you know her family had us over, and then we went over back to the Bat Cave, and found a killer sale. Dropped, you know, found uh, what like two loops. Found a killer sale, and then I think together we probably dropped like 40k alone, yeah. just right there, like sitting there. And we only really sourced for about 30 to 45 minutes because I knew where I was going, you knew where you were going. Yeah. And then um, PB Flips was there. Shout out PB Flips. Sh yeah, shout out PB Flips. He's in Where's he at? He's in dental school, killing it. Uh -huh. But yeah, I mean we were all there. Uh, Lucas too. Lucas Clark. Yeah. Dude, awesome. like new seller, he's learning, dude. Like, oh yeah, he dropped. He, he said that was his record. I think he dropped yeah. like, uh, eleven to twelve k that night. But he was there. Wait, hold on, two back. He he got the invite. Not everyone gets the invite. <laughs> yeah. But and I literally walked through with the buy. Oh yeah. Because I know like what the like I know where to send people. Oh, we like, were sending him. We were sending him too many leads for him to keep up with. <laughs> he couldn't keep up. With I think mean, he said that his computer was <laughs> getting hot and he needed it to cool off because it was overheating. That's how that's how many leads we were sending. Yeah, him, dude. Like this is the name of the game. Like when you're on these calls with people, like. They're sending stuff back and forth. Like, and there's, like, very few products I can't share with the core group. And that's okay, but everything else I share, like, with my boys, because, like, we all got to eat. Yeah. And there's things, if we had more spend right now, we could spend $50,000 more on other shit that I already have in the queue for we're just watching to see make sure it stays in stock. Yeah. On, like, the websites, and we get more money. Let's hit some reverse curls. You ever all right, bet, yeah. All right, so you sell a lot of shoes. Yeah. And how do you deal with those returns? And how do you navigate that and making sure you're profitable? Even if you're using inventory labs too on top of that, like how do you make sure you're still profitable on that stuff? Because like some of the women's return shoes, dude, you get murdered in the returns. Yeah, I mean, so you really just have to compensate on your ROI and your profit margin and really take into account that a pair of shoes can get returned two, three, four times before it actually gets sold and, and stays sold. So, um, Every single time you like you send them FBA, and I only really send shoes FBA. I don't want to deal with them FBM. Then you have to rebox them in the whole nine yards. I'd rather have Amazon take care of that stuff for me. Um, couple bucks here, couple bucks there. I tend to try to buy shoes on the cheaper side that sell at a higher ASP because um, like a $2 hit, $3 hit on those refund um, fees aren't going to be life or death for my margin. Whereas if I sold them on, I don't know, let's say slides, right? You're buying slides for 10, 15 bucks. And you're reselling for like 35. Your margin, your your margin's like maybe 30, 40 percent, but it's, your your profit's only like eight to ten bucks. So yeah. every single return chips away at that margin exponentially. So when I go shoes, I try to stay towards like, you know, at least a, a sale cost of like 50 to 60 bucks. Anything lower than that, I'll just try to stay away from because I don't think the margin's big enough. Unless unless it is, unless it's a crazy deal, but. Yeah, I mean, I try to keep the ASP high, my profit larger, so the return the return fees don't kill me. And when you're buying, like at, before you purchase, when you found this shoe, are you going into inventory labs and doing a deep dive into what like what this product performed, how it performed in the past in general? Oh yeah, I mean, so inventory labs does a nice thing where it shows you your ASIN and your SKU profitability, so you can look at the past and see how a skewer and ASIN performs, and then make a decision based off of the buy cost that you have at hand and the sale cost that you can presumably sell, right? 
So I'll take a look at like how many returns I got, how profitable it was, and then make a decision based off of that. Also, if there's like a crazy cashback, you know, like Rakuten just got done with 15% for Black Friday, I might take that into account, not add it to my profit, but you know, just keep it in the back of my mind, like, all right, like the imaginary number. My margin might come down to like 25, 20%, but in 90 days, I'm gonna get 15% back on this. Absolutely. If it sticks. And before you buy, like, if you're doing women's shoes, because women's are worse than men's. By far. Are you, like, usually checking that ASIN prior to, like, all right, you're gonna buy 100 of this. Before you bought it, buy it again. You've had in the past. Do you usually check that to see what that return rate is, or is it kind of the same across the board? Um, no, it definitely varies based on shoes. Um, I think it varies based on brand. Based on. I'm saying you sold it in the past. Like, all right, you sold um, uh, these Brooks before. Yeah. Would you, and these were women's shoes, would you take a deep dive into them to actually see yeah. how you, the returns were versus like yeah. every time you I would look at the I would look at the ACE and profitability on inventory labs and see like how much I paid in return fees and returns and then how much profit I made and kind of just figure out if it's worth it to go out and spend the money on this product or, you know, should I just hold off and look for something better? But. Yeah, I mean, but that's another way that we use Inventory Labs, right? And this is not sponsored by Inventory Labs. No, <laughs> but Inventory Labs, if you're watching this and you want to run me an affiliate, I got you. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, shoes can be tough. Shoes can be, shoes can be easy, but they can also be tough if you don't know what you're looking for and stuff. Oh. And what's your favorite category to sell? Like, like... Oh, that's hard. I mean... I've sold everything from pet supplies to somewhat beauty, um, grocery, you know, school supplies, clothing, like tons of stuff. Um, the most convenient is definitely clothing because you can get it from so many different big name retailers. Your invoices are rock solid. If anything ever happens to you, you know, like it's an, it's an easy fix. It's an easy submission of your invoice and boom, you're good. Um, Profitabilities and velocity-wise, and the reliability factor, I do, I do like grocery um, and pet supplies. Those two kind of go hand in hand because yeah. there's always demand for it. Somebody always got a dog. Somebody's always got a cat. And I mean, little Timmy needs his his gummy bears to go to school. So exactly. Um, yeah. And we used to sell a lot of groceries together. I mean, back in the day, like I think I kind of put you on what I used to do. No, yeah. So for those of you guys who don't know, Stephen showed up to. Uh, PB Flips's house in college. Back, when he, was, back when he was cool and not being a dentist. Yeah, back when he was not being trying to be a dentist and whatnot. Um, and I met him before he even started on Amazon, and he just kind of like told me um, about a local store that he goes to. And um, there's one by where I live, and I kind of just started right off the bat, which helped me gain a lot of success. And then, like a couple months down the road, Steven and I reconvened down in Vegas. And I told him that I was ripping the same store that he was ripping, and he was like, and I mean, it was just kind of like full circle, and now we just share leads all the time. Yeah, you need funny friends experience. in Vegas. Like, yeah. all right, it's a great story. How we all right, you can tell it. I'm going to hit my right, Let's get this step through. <sighs> Damn. This bar is loose. Yeah, this place is loose. Oh, yeah. Does fitness play a role in your Amazon business? I'll wait until you're done. Huh? Does fitness play a role in your Amazon business? Fitness play? Fitness play a role. Like, does it like go to the gym? Because I know it does for me. 
Mm. My mental health doing Amazon, yeah. Because yeah. if I didn't have the gym, I wouldn't leave. Bro, it's combined, combined. I, sp I spent in the month of November, because I sold through like 70K already. Yeah. Probably like 130K. Spend? Yeah. But I've been selling through. I haven't yeah. been holding. I'm in the ballpark between three to 400,000. I have no idea where the hell I'm at. 130K. So we're at half a mil. Yeah. Easily. Dude. And like, it's so funny to say half a mil. Like, I'll argue myself going to get to go get a cheesesteak for oh, yeah. lunch. But dude, oh yo, I get a corn call. I would drive Bro, 20 you know how much higher, like, You know what? How much higher my margins would be if he, people could just photosynthesize like plants? <laughs> you know, just water and, and sunlight. And Celsius. Water, Celsius, and sunlight. <laughs> That'd be elite. Thank you guys for coming out and lifting with us. We'll be back again doing this next week. Steven and Max talking about Amazon. While we catch some lifts, while we catch some gains, we're going to see how big Steven and I can get um, before Q4 is over. So um, keep in the loop. Ask us questions. Comment questions underneath this video. Uh, send us questions in the DMs. We'd be happy to answer it. Um, appreciate all of you guys. Thank you. We're trying to get the arms bigger than the bolos. <laughs>